How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Coming up in a few minutes, I get to do a champion's pose, baby. Well, I don't know. I ended up being right about something. I don't know what it is, but I think I'm going to figure out here over this segment. I promise. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. If you need to know everything in real time, online, all your mortgage options, all the ins and outs and what have yous, you need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family folks. Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. And it's Anthony Pierno on CBS Sports Radio with the top five subject. Yellow. Yo, good morning. Good morning, Ken. Hi, how are you? Hello to all my friends in Cleveland again. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're talking about getting fleeced at the end of the last hour. Jeez. Well, Jeez. wait a minute. That, that, that Jimenez is going to be decent, isn't he? Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's a good player. I like him. But again, I mean, we're talking about Francisco Lindor, a top 10 player in baseball. Okay, now this is going to – you're going to make me say something I don't believe as a fan. Okay. I, I believe it as a fa- – well, okay, I believe it as a fan, but I don't believe it as an analyst. People always call up and talk about people's postseason struggles, and I don't think that matters at all to baseball teams. Like, I don't think Bryce Harper's postseason struggles or anything like that, I don't think that mattered to the Philadelphia Phillies or or anything about uh, Clay Kershaw or, or David Price or anybody. I don't think that anybody's postseason struggles matter. I think they just get the player and, oh, he'll be okay for us. And we've seen a couple scenarios. Clayton Kershaw certainly cleaned it up in the postseason. Other guys have. So, I because I, I think that that's an overrated thing. Francisco Lindor has struggled mightily in the postseason there, buddy. I'll tell you that. That, that is one thing you got to pay attention to. But I pr- he'll probably figure it out, and I'm sure everything will be fine. He's and then we also got a pretty solid pitcher in that deal as well. Oh, man. I like I'll tell that. You what. I'm going to tell you what. You got a great pitcher and a great guy. I've, I've actually worked events with him. Uh, we both – well, hope, maybe he'll still represent him there. I'm not sure. Uh, but we both represent a window company here in Cleveland, and I've, I've got to do a, 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 two events with him before. And he fantastic. He is great with kids. Uh, he is a great all-around guy. Everything there, he's had to overcome in his life. There's, there, yeah, there are guys who, I'll tell you this, there are guys who, like, oh, yeah, they look like good guys, and then you know behind the scenes they're not, not too great. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, from everything I can gather, is, is a prince of a guy. Uh, from beginning to end, so I hope that he does. I hope he does well. I, you know, I hope Francisco Lindor does well for you. I, I have no, I have no animosity against the Mets. Always kind of like the Mets, uh, so I, I hope they do well for you. And I hope that these players that come to the Indians or whatever they're about to be called here in the near future, uh, I hope that they do well. But it, it does suck. It what, what I was upset about yesterday, and I, I don't mean to languish on, on all this because I know we got other things to do. But what I was upset about is I still thought that 
and I kind of had a back and forth with an Indians writer about this, was I thought that the Indians could do this at a different time. I think the Indians, in a lot of ways, are obsessed with the Browns in, in timing. I think the Indians have been mad at the Browns before because there's there's people who are mad at the Browns who are fans, but they continue to be Browns fans. When the Indians have been a, a really good franchise. And the Indians have been a successful franchise and a well-run franchise, and I believe all that will still be true. I give them their credit. But I also believe in you had time. You could have done this earlier. You could have done this later. I think that I, I really do think Steve Cohen would be willing to make that deal whenever because I think he wanted to make a splash. And so for the Indians to make this move now, I, I, I was doing the mornings yesterday, and nobody wanted to talk about that deal. They all wanted to get ready for the Steelers and Browns. Literally, people were calling in going, hey, I – like this sucks. Let's talk about something. Let's let's get excited about something here. Let's get excited about the Browns. Okay, you got, go right on it. I, I'm, I I was giving people the option. I was giving them the option, Pirino, and I think that 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 provides that makes people really not care about their team because if you're calling and screaming about an owner of a baseball team or a franchise, at least you care. And I think they robbed they them just, the opportunity bit, of that. Or are they just beaten down so much with all the yes. trades that they've made yes. over the year? Yeah, because because if you're a baseball fan, remember, you're a baseball fan, you love the sport, but if you're not in certain areas, how can you love your team? How can you really fully love your team? And and how do I say, how do I explain the market to my sons? Now, I, that's a terrible card to play, but I'm, seriously, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have because there's certain generational players, and I know you're not going to be able to hold on to them. I know it. So how do I work that out? Like the first – Albert Bell was my first love as a fan. Albert Bell. And I love – even when he chased down the kids on Halloween, I loved Albert <laughs> Bell. Hey, you egg my house, I'm coming after you too, okay? <laughs> I, do, I I loved Albert Bell as a kid. And Albert Bell left for a 60-something million dollar contract with the, with the Chicago White Sox. And I go, Dad, why are you leaving? And son, it's, it's, it's just different in professional baseball. That's what it is. And it's just gotten worse since then. So, Major League Baseball, I think there's plenty of people in the world who love baseball. I think there's a lot of people in the world who have problems with professional baseball. But that their system's their system. I'm not going to begrudge Francisco Lindor for getting paid gobs of money and playing in a city like New York. That's 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 good on him. He's living his dream. So, go ahead, Pirino. I got it off my system. All Congratulations right. to your Mets. By the way, I, I heard, let me ask you this just yeah. for this. Are you guys a favorite in the in the National League? You're obviously a favorite in the East now. You should be, right? You paid all that, but are you are you a favorite yet in the National League? Uh, I think we're getting there. And uh, you're away. Uh, well, I don't want to say you're away. I just want to see what other moves get made here this offseason. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't believe they're done, but let's see. Uh, because At least they- you got rid of the owners. What the owners? What is nephew as your general manager? What was that relationship with Brody? Mean with what, Brody. What, what, what was he? What, no, was Bro, he Brody, a, Brody was a former agent. Yeah, who was yeah. the general manager who had no business being the general manager, though? Was it him? Yeah, it was Brody, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, people were upset about that. All right. Well, go ahead. All right, go, but tell me about your Mets real quick. Well, uh, your top five you wanted, right? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, you wanted the top five. So yeah. uh, this week, Burger King, uh, they announced for the first time that in 20 years they were changing its logo. So they're ditching that blue curve, and they're going back to like the old logo that was used up until it was 99. Oh so I was thinking the top five greatest brand logos. 
So I know you're a NASCAR guy, so maybe there's like a, a specific oh. car. Maybe there's a specific car company. You really are into the logo. Maybe there's a clothing company. Maybe there's another uh, fast food uh, chain. So the top five greatest brand logos since Burger King is uh, making a this change. This is tough. There. This is tough. Wait, so are they going back to the swoosh or they're going away from the swoosh? They're going away. So, again, uh, you know, there's, if you know, the Burger King, has, they added that a blue curve. Okay. Uh, back in, like, in 99, they changed it. But now it's going back to the old one where you just have, like, the two buns. And then in the middle you have it where is. it says the Burger King. Yeah. So they're just getting rid of the blue curve that they added. And I think that was 99. Okay. So they announced well, that this week. So we're going to do the top five greatest brand logos. Man. All right. But this is, gosh, this is tough. You got me out in the weeds here, Pierno. Now I'm, I, I, I got to think. I already know what I think my number one is. I, I think that's not going to be too fun for you, but I already know my number one. So top five brand logos coming up. At 11.20. This is going to be interesting here. 855-2124-CBS. Again, congratulations on all your success, Pierno, but you being a big Mets fan of the Mets getting Francisco Lindor. Wonderful guy. Pete Futek coming up. 11.40 a.m. Eastern, 8.40 a.m. Pacific. We'll talk college football national championship with him, Alabama, Ohio State. And a little bit later on, I dare I say I like Ryan Day more than I like Urban Meyer. Dare I say it? That coming up a little bit later on. I want to put it later on because I'm afraid to say it still because I think a lot of people are going to go, what the hell are you talking about? Stop forcing it. Speaking of forcing it, back on November 14th, I keep some of these sheets because I know I want to bring them out for later. I made an argument about Michigan needing to figure out who they want to be. Jim Harbaugh was under fire. They started out, what, one and two? Losing – now, Indiana's look good. If Indiana hasn't been good this year, probably he still keeps his job because there, there's more on this coming up. But I figured out what Michigan I, – I, I had to ask what Michigan needs to do to figure out what they need to be because I think that Michigan was having an identity crisis. You either want to be a good, strong – because every time I hear – and it's always nothing but excuses from Jim Harbaugh. Anytime you hear about it, it's about academics, academics, academics. You have, you have great academics. So does a lot of other schools out there. I'm not turning down a Clemson grad. I'm not turning down an Alabama grad. I'm not turning down an Ohio State grad. The University of Oklahoma, I'm sure there's people at the University of Oklahoma who can do more than spell their name. I'm willing to bet that. Notre Dame, great academics. It's been known for a long time. There's plenty of places that, yes, have advanced academics. And Michigan is a great school. And, yes, a great academic school with a very good school of business. That's not a fight about that. But if you're going to be an academic school, and you're going to claim you're an academic school, well, then you have to fill a different role. Because if you're filling a different role for everything, then you have to change your expectations. There's plenty of good academic schools that need to change their expectations because of who they are football-wise, who they are athletically, or because of who they are academically, change where they are at athletically. We see this all the time with the decisions that are made with the Ivy League. That's just one case in point. If you're an academic school, nine-plus wins, you got no scandals, you graduate a lot of your players, you're a non-consistent national title contender, you can be there. I'm not saying that Michigan can't go to Big Ten championship games. They certainly can, or they certainly could if they could get their act together. If Jim Harbaugh could get his act together, they certainly could. 
but I put them in a Notre Dame category. To me, Notre Dame is the academic school. Brian Kelly builds for a couple years, has a good team, gets them to the college football playoff or gets them close to the college football playoff. Notre Dame's that type of school. Then you have a powerhouse where, again, you have guys who are able to spell their names at all these other schools, but you also have, well, you also have you-know-what. You have scandals. You have no less than 10 wins. You're always in a national championship conversation because your boosters pay for you to make sure that you're in a national championship conversation or they will find somebody else who puts them in a national championship conversation. You have three-year players. You have guys who are there for three years, and that's it. You recruit a huge amount of five-star athletes that they know that they're a point from A to B, and your footprint is all over the country. It's not just in your state. You think your state's important, maybe, depending on which state you're at. Florida's a great state with great athletes. Georgia's a great state with great athletes. Texas, California, I, I think a lot of people can make their arguments. There's also good states that are good at football who know what they're doing in football. Michigan, I think certainly that Detroit area, Ohio State, Ohio, the entire state, Pennsylvania, the entire state, they know their football well. Texas is a nice mix of both. I think Florida might be a nice mix of both and most of California. These are great states that not only have some athletes but also guys who know what they're doing. So it's not just important to that. It's important to get those guys in a note that they're very young. You're going to have to coach them hard. You're going to have to make them believe in your system, make them believe in your traditions and your rivalries because a kid from La Hala, California might not grow up necessarily caring about Ohio State and Michigan. You have to brainwash him and make him care. And that's what Urban Meyer's done, and that's certainly what Ryan Day does. You have to make him care about these things. Powerhouses do that. You also know that that kid from La Hala, California – yeah, because he's young, impressionable, not from the area. We also have boosters that can give a couple of things that aren't necessarily legal. We can have scandals. But you're a, you're a title contender and you're competitive. You're with those teams. You're with the SEC, the upper echelon of the SEC. You're with Ohio State. You're with Clemson. You're with those teams. And Michigan has had a crisis identity, for an identity crisis, for quite a while now. This week, with their decision on Jim Harbaugh, they have made their mind up. Because with Rich Rodriguez, when they brought in Rich Rodriguez, they were trying to be a superpower. Great offense. Hurry it up. They're going to change up the Big Ten at that time. You remember it, the Big Ten slow, plodding. Jim Trestle's getting the brake speed off of him by lightning fast SEC teams at LSU and Florida. And they had Ted Ginn. They had a couple other guys who could certainly fly. But you had Ohio State getting ripped apart by great, fast SEC teams. And so Lloyd Carr one of the godfathers of the current Big Ten or the the 90s Big Ten with Barry Alvarez and then Cooper, then Tressel. I don't know if I want to put Cooper in a godfather scenario for crying out loud. And Paterno, 300, 350-pound lineman, plotting, strong, can bench press Buicks, but also you knew if you could beat him to the spot, it doesn't matter how much you bench. Speed, speed, and if you can't catch up to it, you're going to lose. The SEC figured that out. Jimbo Fisher with his offensive lines with Florida State figured that out. Guys who might be... Okay, 280, 285, not, not 315, not 320. But they're going to beat you to the spot in a zone block, and they're going to win because they beat you there, and you can't do anything about it. And Rich Rodriguez was going to bring that to Michigan, and he failed miserably. And so they went to a Michigan man. They went to Brady Hoke. They were still trying to revitalize it. They went to Brady Hoke, and they got to a Sugar Bowl. They won a Sugar Bowl, and it was Michigan, was and then they failed miserably. 
And during that time, Ohio State flourished and got faster and got bigger and got stronger and won another national championship with a different head coach, and they went out with their billionaire booster group, and they went and paid for it. And it's not fair. It's not fair to a Michigan fan. It's not fair that you play by the rules, that you have very little in ways of scandals. I'm, don't give me the Fab Five. That's basketball. You have very little in way of scandals. You don't have really any scandals when it comes to it. You graduate a lot of players. You, you seem to do the right thing. It's not fair that Ohio State had the Eddie Rife scenario. It's not fair what happened with Carlos Hyde T. It's not fair what happened in all these other ways. That, yeah, Ohio State, maybe they're the dirtiest player in the game. But they also have a lot of have a lot of wins and have a lot of wins over you and have won a national championship and compete for national championships and will do again on Monday. And when you say it's not fair, that's when you start to fall into the other category. Because Clemson, well, Clemson said it wasn't fair this week, so that's probably a bad example. But I don't hear Clemson talking about the improprieties of recruiting. Alabama doesn't talk about the improprieties of recruiting. Oklahoma doesn't do it. Georgia doesn't do it. North Carolina doesn't do it, but again, I want to put that one on a shelf because I'm not going to put them up on a pedestal right now. Sorry, guys. I just worry anytime North Carolina does really well with recruiting, a shoe's going to drop somewhere. It's Mac Brown. I know we all love him. Let's leave it where it's at. But all these other schools that recruit well, they're not talking about those improprieties. You are. You're worried. You say it's unfair because now you're falling into that subcategory. But Jim Harbaugh was supposed to bring it back. And when you sign him to that extension, when Ward Manuel, with people in his ear, saying that they want to go back to glory, back to the powerhouse, and Ward Manuel got nervous about it and said, well, we're winning nine-plus games most of the time, except for this year, and, of course, we're in a pandemic, so I really can't put it to him. Well, I'm pretty happy with guys graduating and not having scandals and us winning nine-plus games. Congratulations. When Jim Harbaugh signed this week, you have finally, after nearly 20 years, or 15, I forget when Lloyd Carr retired, when quote-unquote retired, when Lloyd Carr retired. Over so long a period of time, 10 to 15 years, you have finally found your identity. You are now officially no longer in the superpower conversation. You are officially no longer comparable to those schools that I talk about so often, that we all talk about so often, because they're the schools that matter. You're no longer in that mix. But it's okay. You can have great academics, and we had we can talk about you every few years. We can speak about you. Not all is lost, Michigan. We can talk about you every few years as possibly be, possibly being a contender or, or maybe frustrating us because you're overrated. Because I look at you and I say, great academic football team. No else is Notre Dame, and we love to bitch about Notre Dame, but I don't think you're Notre Dame. Eh, no, not yet. Because Notre Dame's actually, as much as they may be overrated, they've been in college football playoffs. They were in just this year. Northwestern, they were in a Big Ten title game, but I don't want to put you in Northwestern's category. Eh, It just feels like it's a disrespect. It doesn't feel genuine to me. So I don't put you in Northwestern's category. Stanford? Ah, maybe. Stanford's been competitive at times, really competitive with times. Good uh, David Shaw, good long-term head coach there, gets the most out of his players, no scandal. Wait a minute. Wouldn't that be pretty ironic if Jim Harbaugh were to go to Michigan and turns them into Stanford? What started out as a, a mission to put Michigan back has turned into the Midwest Stanford. 
and there's good, wholesome football in there. You can win, and you can graduate, and you know what? You can sleep at night knowing that your players probably aren't doing crazy stuff. Your fans can sleep at night, and they can be bold knowing that, hey, 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 I come from Michigan. I went to Michigan. I have I have good wholesome back I have a good wholesome background. I have good academic standing. I I I stand up for what I believe in. I'm good. It's almost like the guy at the dinner table, Will Ferrell at the dinner table. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Damn it. We're Michigan. Yeah, we might only win nine games a year. Yeah, we might have our asses handed to us by Ohio State, but you know what? We graduate our kids. Yeah, we might get our asses handed to us by USC or Oregon at certain years. But you know what, damn it, we graduate our kids. We're Stanford. We're Palo Alto. We're about beauty. We're about the we're about the, the trees of Palo Alto. We're about we're about the, the leaves changing in Ann Arbor. Okay. At least you've picked yourself an identity. I'm not gonna be able to compare you with your biggest rival. And you're part of the reason, or you are the major reason. Jim Harbaugh is that you're not the biggest rivalry in college football anymore. That that goes to Alabama and Auburn because even though they threw their coach out on his ass, Al- Auburn actually wins that game every, every now and then. You don't. You just go out and get hammered and give up 60 points a game. But there is plenty of worth in that. But in my world, there's not very much because I talk about sports. I don't sit there and go over grades. So congratulations. I'm going to talk about you now every three years or until the next time they probably get all worked into a shoot and say that Jim Harbaugh needs to be fired because that's how this stuff works. But at least you picked an identity. Good for you. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Pete Futek, 1140. We got to get jamming here. It's time for the top five. Pierno has a great one. Pierno's already said it because of the Burger King logo change. They're going, they're going back to basics, right? They're going back to basics. So for the, the first time in 20 years, they announced this week, changing the logo. They're ditching the blue curve this that they added move. back in 99 and going back to the original. This, so This is going to be a good move. I Honestly, for a long time, I think Burger King has, worked, is, has thought too hard about it. Listen, Whoppers are great, man. Whoppers are great. I love Whoppers. Just go back to basics. You're the Burger King, all right? Everybody else has other things. You call yourself the Burger King. Act like it. All right, so we're ahead. doing the top five greatest brand logos. Number five for me, going with the Playboy Bunny. The rabbit head. Damn it. Simple. It's sleek. There's style. There's sophistication to it. Uh, but did you ever uh, did you use Playboy back in the day to take care of your business? I was a subscriber. Yeah? I was a subscriber. Well, so, you put that in a weird way. Yes, I did read the articles. Obviously, I knew what I, the pictures I was looking at, but I, yes, I read the articles. I subscribed. They were good articles. It was always weird, though, because the, the, the clothing, they would show you, like, outfits to wear, and the belts were, like, $1,500. I go, who wears this? I go, come on, man. There's definitely a guy in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, who looks like me ain't buying this. You had the uh, the Sable, the China editions, WWF. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't collect. I uh, didn't collect. I always thought that, collect. like, I don't know, man. Like, when you're... Really, do I keep a big stack of that stuff around? Yeah. Maybe pass on to your kids one day. Because I always have to explain that I read the articles and I knew people would go in. Of course not. So the Playboy, the Playboy Bunny comes in there at number five. 
number four, uh, Apple. Very simple, identifiable, just the basic silhouette, unforgettable. Um, so do you know where? Do you know why there's the bite in the apple? In the uh, uh, logo. No. Why? It was done to avoid confusion with a cherry, so that's why there's the bite in oh. the uh, the logo. How about so that? much common sense to it. Okay, yeah, that's practical. Yeah. So the I mean app, yeah. the Apple logo, uh, number four, number three. Listen to the song Coca Cola, timeless des- uh, de- uh, design, just the font, very elegant, flowing. Again, sophisticated looking, very clean. Love the colors. Got the red and white, uh, the red and white, very bold. So the Coca Cola number three. Uh, number two, McDonald's, the Golden Arches, uh, obviously one of the most recognized brands in the world. Ah. Logo, you know, it's distinctive. You have the red and yellow, uh, the golden yellow colors. They're eye-catching. You know, I used to take a lot of road trips down when I was younger to see my grandparents. They lived in Virginia, and sometimes you get hungry. You start complaining that you want to eat. Your dad finally agrees to stop. And then you can't wait to get there uh, because you also need to use the bathroom because I don't want to have to use the Snapple bottle again. And then you see it. There they are. The big yellow arches. You can see it a mile away. So uh, the golden arches, number two. Did you ever have to, any on a road trip, have to take out the Snapple bottle or something when you were, had oh, to go yeah. to the bat? Yeah. Yeah, and it, but... It- the thing when you're driving, it's impossible. Of if course, it's, it's, yeah, it's man, terrible. You can't do it when you're driving. You can't do it when you're driving. But well, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but yeah, sometimes uh, you ever have a misfire had no other choice. Uh, there was some, there was some spillage at times. No, I, I, had, mean, I had a misfire. Never. Wow, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I, there was there was some spillage at times, but yeah, hey, it's what you get. Parents didn't want to stop. You know, we're trying to make time, so yeah. they forced me to use the Snapple bottle, and that's what happens. Uh, and then uh, number one, I'm going with uh, Nike, the swoosh. Again, simplicity is key when it comes to the logo. It's versatile. You know, the word Nike sometimes is included, sometimes it's not. But yeah. you always got the swoosh there. You know, it doesn't matter what color it is. It's all different colors. But you see that logo, uh, you know what it represents. So uh, the swoosh, the Nike Number one for me. The Playboy Bunny is a very creative one. I loved your thought. You're always better at this than I am. All right, I got five. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> when it's Daytona 500 weekend, which we're inside of 40 days now, you're going to have to do top five cars, top five paint schemes, because I, well, God, now nah, it's hard for me to keep NASCAR out of it. Number five, the old WWF logo. With, like, that mirrored look. Yep, I know what you're talking about. The old that, WWF logo, That yes. was under consideration. Yeah, I, I had to put it in my top five. That's number five. Number four, you're, well, you're going to call me, you're going to call me a company man. The CBSI, I think, is iconic. I put it in the same. I think that that in the, the ABC logo, I don't think, even, I, I don't put it Even more than the, the Peacock. Well, I, I put it with the Peacock. Because I think, like, when you put Coke and Pepsi together, it's just which one do you want? Do you, do you, were you an NBC person or were you a CBS person? Are you a Coke family or were you a Pepsi family? Because I got Pepsi number three. We were a Pepsi family. So we, we like Pepsi. And so the, the I remember the, the Pepsi logo very good. It's amazing. My size, you'd think I'd be hammering Pepsi. I can't make it through, like, a can of, of – I can't make it through a can of heavy pop now. Isn't that weird? That's very strange. Yeah, considering you know, Give, given your si- given your size, I yeah. would think that you, you think definitely I mean, 
you, you take it. in quite amount of uh, soda a day. Like if, if, if it's hotter than hell, and I've already, but even then, I'll just drink a, I'll just drink a bunch of water. Like I, I probably drink. When it comes to like, if I were to like put out the bottled water, it has. To, I mean, I have to drink at least a gallon a day. Just hammering it, just hammering it. Uh, but either way, Pepsi. We were a Pepsi family growing up, um, so uh, I put Pepsi number three. Number two, this is quintessential me. You're gonna laugh. STP. <laughs> good for Richard Petty. Good for the band. Because when I was a kid, you're gonna love this. When I was a kid. Like, the first time we got to the middle school, we, there was, like, a function, and there was, like, a bunch of kids who were older than us. And so I'm, like, we're at, I remember we were at baseball sign-ups, and I'm, like, in third grade, and I'm a NASCAR fan, and I see this kid, and he's got, like, a trapper keeper, and he's got an STP look. I'm, like, he's a NASCAR fan. No, it's Stone Temple Pilots. I didn't realize that <laughs> until I got just a little older, and I heard my first Stone Temple Pilots go, this is good stuff. Okay, now I get it. So it works for both. The STP logo, uh, it becomes legendary because it's the king. You got a guy who's called the king. It's regal. Uh, it's it's again. It's it's just so well known throughout the sport of NASCAR. It's just synonymous. You know exactly where you are, exactly where it is. There there's a thing there, and there is a buying purchase to that too. Like you like Richard Petty, you like that. Uh, number one, easily the swish. Easily the swish. Did you ever get annoyed when people called it the check? Honestly, I got annoyed. I, I, I cannot remember one time someone referring to it as the check. My mother worked for a sporting goods store that was owned by my buddy's family. And so, we but, you know, we would work there at times just helping packing boxes and putting shirts in and stuff like that. And they called the and, and, and they called the check and people, no, it's the swoosh. It's the Nike swoosh. I, I came close to getting jumped in junior high because of all my Nike stuff I was wearing. You did? I went, uh, me, uh, me and two buddies, we went to go see Life is Beautiful in the movie theater. <laughs> we go to Wendy's right afterwards. Um, three other kids come in. They're maybe about a year or two older than us. Not that much older. Yeah. Um, one of them gives us the head nod. I gave the head nod back, like, saying, I thought he was saying, like, what's up? He wasn't saying what's up. They started, like, bothering us. Uh, they sat down behind us for a little bit. Uh, I could. Oh, I, I was able to hear them. They were planning on. They were planning on doing something to wow. us. I was try. This was before. I didn't have a cell phone. Wow. I wanted to try to get outside to go to the payphone to be able to call my father. I wanted to try to be. Um, uh, you know. I. I. I, I want. What my plan was to go up, pretend like I was looking, and maybe ordering something, sneak yeah. out without them seeing me to go Very use the cool. payphone. Yeah. Uh, as I'm getting up. One of the kids starts following me behind me. I could see. Thankfully, the security woman was there. She stopped oh both God. of us. She had overheard them as well. They were planning to jump me and my friends for the uh, for our shoes and stuff because you know I'm in junior high. Uh, yeah. I, ha I have I have the Air Jordans. I have the big Nike jacket. You know I have I have you know I'm Italian. I have my gold chain sticking out. I, I look like a real douchebag. So I'm like, you know, trying to flaunt all my stuff. So, and yeah, I, we uh, we caught the attention of uh, some kids that wanted to take it off of us. Thankfully, uh, that woman was there at security. She overheard them. So, Thank but oh, so I guess it would have been a better story maybe if we actually would have got jumped for it. But nah, came, it's still a came good story. close. Came it's still close. a good story. Thank goodness for the security woman. All right, that's top five. Fantastic as always, Pierno. Coming up at 12:20 p.m. Eastern, we'll have worker shoot up next. Pete Futak. 
the college football championship, the national championship for all the Tostitos. It's coming up on Monday. Pete, he's going to preview it with us. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. Listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Alabama, Ohio State, Monday night for the national championship. And to preview it, we welcome in Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Find him on Twitter at Pete Futek. I know we're getting ready for all these Saturday games and Sunday games in the NFL, but it's Alabama, it's Ohio State. I think there's a lot of heat between these two teams. I think this is a great matchup. I'm looking forward to this. Pete, how you see this one playing out, my friend? How's it going? I, I got to be honest. I'm kind of fired up for the Saturday and Sunday games first, but I'm still really <laughs> fired up for this. Uh, it's I was shocked and really mad if it's not great. Uh, it, we've had an awful bowl season. I mean, even the two college football playoff games were blow, relative blowouts. So like we haven't had it was something crazy like out of the you know the nineteen or twenty bowl games I think like all but like maybe five were double digit blowouts so we're owed a really awesome national championship game I will be stunned if it's not a back and forth shootout I, I kind of I'm, I'm expecting and demanding a repeat of the SEC championship in some way uh, with both quarterbacks just kind of going off. And I kind of think this is going to be a, a pretty interesting fight. I, I am not assuming that this is an Alabama coronation like it seems like the rest of America thinks it is. Well, I'll tell you this. Like, let me go back for a second there. The, the Alabama-Notre Dame game was a formality. But the Ohio State-Clemson game, see, I was just so surprised by how how badly Clemson got beat that I thought it was actually a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. I, there are different yeah. blowouts, of course. Yeah. I, I was surprised with that. But you you think this is going to be a very close game. Why are people picking Alabama so strongly? Is it just because – I mean, they've, they've ran through everybody. Is there, a, is there a mismatch in there that we don't know about or we're not talking about very much? I think they're assuming Ohio State's like Louisiana Monroe talent-wise. I, I honestly – like every single – like hit that I've done and, you know, uh, appearance that I've been on, it's been like, oh, well, they can't match and match the talent level. Yeah, they can. They There's as much talent on Ohio State. It's Ohio's freaking state. Like, they've got the best player on the field in Justin Fields. He's going to be drafted before anybody else on that field. They've got, they've got Chris Olave, who is a NFL starting wide receiver. Now, they don't have the – especially if Jalen Waddle comes back, they don't have the depth wide receiver but they're it's ohio state they're okay they've got the offensive line they've got two guys at least who are going to be first round offensive uh first round draft picks off that o-line uh the defense is like sean wade while yes the secondary has been torched all year he's he might get drafted before Devonte smith so it's again we're not talking about a little sisters of the poor program here ohio state man for man is every bit as talented as alabama is well, see, it's it's just so weird because I have to respect Clemson and their playmakers, and I have to respect Alabama and everybody, or Ohio State, but Alabama has, yeah, it, they, they do seem to be at a little bit of a different level. Now, I didn't think that Ohio State's defense would play as well as it did last week. I I, they, I mean, they were getting to, they were getting to Trevor Lawrence with three guys rushing. 
That was amazing well, that, to me. Go yeah, ahead. And that was their thing all year. I that started to cut you off. But yeah, that was their no. thing all year. They didn't have a Chase Young. They didn't have the pass rush. Their sack totals weren't great, but their pressures and their uh, pass rush actually was pretty decent. And, you know, look, Lawrence went for 400 yards, but that run defense hasn't given up much of anything all year. Did the playoff committee get it right then? Okay, sure. I, I still think Texas A&M was the better team. Uh, I, I mean, but they're better than who? Better than Ohio State? Better than Notre Dame. I mean, oh, okay. Ohio there State. We go. Well, in Ohio State, in this, you can't really. I mean, they were an undefeated Power Five conference champion. There's no way that the college football playoff committee, as long as we are alive, are going to leave out an undefeated Power Five uh, conference champion ever, unless. There was, unless it's maybe USC in this bizarre year, if that had happened, or if there are five Power Five conference champions, undefeated conference champions. There's just, there's no way Ohio State was going to be left out. So that they're not the argument. It really is who that four seed was and who could have given Alabama more of a game. I still think you know Texas A&M was the better team if they're going on a four best team theory. But look, at the end of the day. You kind of can't argue. It, look, it's the college football playoff. It's not the NCAA tournament. You can't – there's no Cinderella. This is not a gimmick. You can't fluke your way into a national championship here. If you're in the college football playoff national championship, you did something pretty amazing along the way. If Alabama doesn't win this game and they get in their own way, how will they do it? Uh, Ohio State could be better. Look, it doesn't have to be Alabama losing this. I I certainly don't think we're about to get Santa Clara here where you you get an Ohio State team that just comes out and like 44-16s them or something. But look, Ohio State, again, I I, I go back to this. It doesn't have to be on Alabama. Alabama can play its best game and lose. If that Ohio State team that showed up against Clemson plays against Alabama, game on. I mean, because – that team was just at a whole other level. Now, can they sustain that? Because Ohio State spent the entire focus of the last 360-whatever days all on getting back to the college football playoff, exercising that demon of the Fiesta Bowl of last year, and, oh, it just so happened they got Clemson. You know, and so, but do you, can, you, can you finish that off? Look, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, the, the United States 1980 hockey team yeah, they beat the Soviet Union. Okay, now go beat Finland. You still have to win the gold medal. So do they still do they get that? Can they still have that same juice for Alabama? I, I'm suspecting they will. See, I would put uh, yeah. Pete. I would put Finland in the Notre Dame category. Like Alabama, yeah. Alabama's Alabama. I mean, <laughs> it's, I think this is going to be difficult. I think this is going to be really yeah, difficult. Look, the, look Alabama, the, the SEC championship spooked me because I. If Florida had any semblance of a defense, they win that game. I mean, Kyle Trask, it gets lost now after the Oklahoma thing. Kyle Trask was awesome. That offense was awesome. Now, look, Ole Miss was the one other team on their schedule this year that had the firepower, and they at least they at least put up some points. They, they were able to move the ball uh, a little bit. Uh, so I, I will be shocked if, if Ohio State doesn't at least hang punch for punch offensively with them. Tell me why it was a good move that Michigan extended Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm the ultimate Jim Harbaugh apologist, but it's kind of hard. My, my only argument is, who's the guy that you can get who's going to make Ohio State bad? Uh, it, it's, it's not fair that Harbaugh gets judged on Ohio State because, that's just, because Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, to a certain extent, Oklahoma – 
those programs are just at a freakish, flukish other level right now. And it's not that easy. You know, ask Texas, ask, you know, Nebraska, ask Tennessee. You know, you do, it's not just easy to have all the advantages in the world and, you know, just assume that you're going to win. Like, unless it was Urban Meyer, like, was Luke Fickle going to come in and all of a sudden not only beat Ohio State but win Big Ten championships on a consistent basis? I don't know. Uh, but the one actual way that you can justify it is money. Because if you remember, before Jim Harbaugh, they were literally saying, you bring an empty Coke can to Michigan Stadium and you get in. You know, they were having those types of promotions. Ever since Harbaugh, look, the stats kind of bear out. Before this year, I mean, he only had one loss against a team that didn't finish with 10 wins. I mean, he didn't lose the, the bad game. So now going forward, all right, let's see what he can do with this. It always goes too fast with Pete Futek. Find him on Twitter at Pete Futek. Final one. All right, official preview or official prediction, who ends up winning? I very, very sheepishly, I'm going, I'm going to like couch this by saying the last team with the ball wins. I think Ohio State pulls this off. Wow, Pete's going with Ohio State. Wait a minute, you go on Bull and Fox all the time, and you were saying that Ohio State sucked back in the day. Look at you. You're picking yeah, Ohio State. Until now. Well, here, here's the really quick, here's the difference. They, yeah. they were an expected. They didn't have their team. They were missing everybody all year. They only had one starting offensive lineman late in the year. They were missing 22 guys against the Big Ten Championship in the Big Ten Championship. This is the first time that they've had pretty much a full team all season. So, uh, yes, they did They did suck. I also said Alabama sucked a few years ago when they got in, and they ended up winning the national championship over Georgia. So it kind of kind of works like that. Suck is a relative, relative level. <laughs> we'll see how she goes. Pete Futek. Follow him on Twitter, readcollegefootballnews.com. Pete, all the best, buddy. Have a good one. Pete Futek. Great stuff from him. Great, great stuff from picking Ohio State to win it. God, if they roll off another national championship, you got Ryan Day. It's just going to strengthen my Ryan Day argument. It will strengthen. Now, I, well, it won't because I got to think about what they do after they were to win a national championship for my argument against Urban Meyer. That coming up a little bit later on. Even though I'm a little bit nervous because I think I'm going to embarrass myself. But what the hell? It's only Sports Talk Radio. All right, Worker Shoot coming up in just over 20 minutes. Up next, guys, I'm not mad. I just think it was stupid. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.